Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Professionally Planned with Caitlin and M. I'm M, and I'm Caitlin, and it is episode six. Um, so we've been at this for three months now, right? Yeah. That's that crazy. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, catch me up. What have you been up to? since our last recording. Okay, so today is a really big day because I graduated from physical therapy, which Woo! means that I am no longer as broken as I was. <laughs> Basically, if y'all know, I fell down the stairs on Black Friday, got a really big bruise and like some muscular trauma, um, which is basically just my body not liking how it's feeling so that was big because I've been doing that for like the last three months basically every Friday before we record <laughs> um that's exciting but we also went on a double date today oh tell me about where'd you go mm -hmm. so we went to Thai food um this place called Phi Thai and it's so good I ate my my like my entire plate which usually I eat about half and then give the rest to Gil um and like he had some like Thai milk tea or something like that and it just kind of tasted like a milkshake a little bit like the flavor of the milkshake but the texture of tea it was, it was really really good and we just like hung out a little bit they're married so it's like you know couple friends are these new couple friends or are they like people you've known for a while? Oh yeah. So, so in my D and D group, um, there is, and I'm not going to say their names probably cause like, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's a guy and, um, one of these days he said something like my wife and we had been in a D and D group for six months and I had no idea he had a wife. So I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, her name is blah, blah, blah. And she runs this stationery company. And what? I was like, what? <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. So I DM'd her immediately. Uh, and, you know, eventually we'll probably feature her on the show as a small business shout out. I just won't say it's her. <laughs> um, but it was really exciting. And, you know, we were talking, we we're like, oh, we should do dinner sometime. And, you know, you, sometimes you say that and you don't mean it right yeah this one we meant and so like we actually set something up and it was it was nice just because usually I'm hanging out with people from work and so like sometimes it goes into work yeah yeah we don't have any like couple friends and that's something that I want I want like couple friends but most of my friends are not in like relationships or married um so I'll be your couple friend you gonna come up to Chicago and I mean, yeah, I love Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is a direct flight from Knoxville to Chicago. I have checked. Oh, you've checked. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but what about you? Um, okay, so I've been watching a lot of like TV shows lately. And I've two two major ones that I okay have started and then finished. I watched The Ultimatum, which <laughs> is made by the same people as Love is Blind, which if you like really trashy reality TV, like I do, you'll love that. Um, and then I, I always struggle with whatever the name of this one is. It's the Sex and the City reboot. 
Oh yeah. And just like that. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's on HBO and it's not as good as the original, but it's nice to like have some of the cast members back. I was watching Abbott Elementary, which is like, it's really good. It like makes you happy and sad at the same time. It's kind of like Ted Lasso, but like more like The Office. What platform is that one on? Hulu. Hulu. Okay. So I've been watching a lot of shows, working on stuff for my May sticker release, which by the time this goes live, it'll be a lot closer, but I'm, I feel like I'm doing stuff ahead of time this time, which is always nice. I'm being productive. I made some designs that I'm really happy about. So I'm excited for the May release, um, getting all of that prepped. And then maybe, maybe I should talk about this now. Like, um, I, I finally let my department know that I will be taking off next semester. Um, and I was like trying to decide if I wanted a year or if I wanted a semester. And I settled on a, on fall semester because it'll be summer and then fall as like a leave of absence. And then I'll come back in the spring. Mm-hmm. So are you going to keep your apartment here or at, on campus or are you going to move out? Um, that's been something that I have thought a lot about because I don't want to get I already have the lease signed for the next year so it's a matter of like subleasing it out to someone and if I sublease it I'm like do I want to keep all of my stuff there or move it into like a storage unit um like would they want my furniture they'll try on your headbands well it wouldn't be like that kind of stuff but like I would leave like the bed frame and like the couch maybe but I don't want someone else like touching my furniture and also I get nervous about like my kitchen is um like completely like allergen free from my own allergens so if someone else like brings food in there then it's gonna need to be deep cleaned again and I don't know. I just get paranoid. Like, and then if the furniture is there and they put like food on the furniture, I don't know. Maybe I'm just thinking into it a little too much. No. Well, but, how bad is your allergy? Um, life threatening. I have. No, I mean like, so like if we're in the same room and I'm eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I get a migraine. Um, so okay. It's, not it's through, that level. It's not their smell. Um, like smell can like make me feel sick or like, I, there's just something about the smell of it that like, it, it doesn't smell good to me, you know, like, yeah, yeah, but like, particulates like, oh, and shit like that, that, gonna kill me. that can set you off. Yeah, so it won't, like, <sighs> give me, like, an anaphylactic reaction, but if you have eaten, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and then you, like, touch a door handle, and then I touch the door handle, and, like, maybe touch my face, then I, like, swell up and get hives, which happens quite a bit, so door handles are not my friend, um, so, like, contact in that way can set off the allergies, mm-hmm. but, it really has to like, I have to ingest it to have an anaphylactic reaction, which I mean, at least there's some levels before that, but. Yeah, no, I'm just like making sure because you're coming to my wedding and like, there's not going to be any, as far as I know, nuts in the food, but like, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I've made it this far in life. I can, I can handle a wedding. Like I, I'm aware of where my allergies are and no Pack your up your pen, up. girl. Yeah. Um, and it's, this is so tangential, but when I was growing up, like I've had these allergies my entire life. Um, it's like peanuts, tree nuts, and shellfish. And my mom was paranoid. She got three kids who have severe food allergies and we've like gone to the allergist like all the time growing up. Um, 
And I had to carry around a fanny pack with EpiPens in it. And I thought I was like super uncool because I had this fanny pack full of EpiPens. And now, now fanny, fanny packs, packs are, are cool. Now fanny packs are cool. And I was like telling them, like, oh yeah, I went for a walk in the park the other day and I wore my my fanny pack and I had my 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 keys and my my sunglasses or whatever. She's like, oh, so you're finally embracing the fanny pack. I'm like, yeah, I guess I've come around to it. <laughs> Ooh, I thought of a weird question because I can't remember the last time I went to Target. When was the last time you went to Target? Today, um, oh, roughly four hours ago. Okay, good. I'm like, because well, as we've determined, one of us is at Target at all times. Yeah, we kind of like swap spots of who's at Target and who's not at Target. And I think like on the first day of class, I told my students jokingly, if you ever need to find me for office hours, I will, you can come visit my office at Target. Um, but honestly, I'm at Target a lot more than I'm in office hours. So maybe, maybe I should reassess some priorities there. You know, you'll be in the patio section. Yeah. Furniture for us to sit on. Oh, I love it. Oh, I also meant to tell you that my uh, grocery store carries Squishmallows. Oh. And they had the ones with like the little Easter bunny ears. I found one at TJ Maxx the other day. <gasps> and the price, the price was right. Oh, <laughs> uh, I still feel pretty good with myself about the time that I bought that giant Squishmallow and then changed my mind and returned it. That was, that was a good adulting day. I'm not very good at adulting. Um, my headband budget for this month has been exceeded. So we're trying to, trying to pull it all together. I can yeah, like feel- Are you listening? Caitlin texts me every time she buys a headband. <laughs> I can feel myself like spiraling into the over shopping again. And I need to like hold off. Um, and like to just scratch the surface of this, it's definitely connected to like mental mental health stuff mm -hmm. um it is one symptom of bipolar um that like we we don't talk about like bipolar like all the time like not a lot of people talk about bipolar but like overspending and not being able to control money is definitely a symptom of that and I mm -hmm. that resonates with me quite a bit um so we can circle back to that in like a later episode but yeah, the spending is back in full swing, but I got a graduation headband. It has little caps on it oh, <laughs> and I diploma, like annual diplomas. <laughs> no, I was going to say for me, oh my goodness, I'm yawning. Uh, for me, I find myself buying things because I like getting things in the mail. Oh, I love getting stuff in the mail. So it's like somewhat helpful right now, just that like over on Bookstagram, there are publishers that send me books. So mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't have, or have to, air quotes, have to buy as much. And so like, I still get fun stuff in the mail, but sometimes I'm like, I'm going to buy five candles. Yay. Five candles. I know for a matter of fact that there's two packages sitting outside of my door right now and I need to like go get them. Um, one of them is a headband. Oh, no surprise there, but it's, I, I already told you what about this one, but it's really cool. Um, they partnered with this foundation. I think the name is pronounced Salud, um, but they take, it's, it's 
a foundation where um, survivors of childhood uh, cancer are able to like collaborate with brands um, for like things that they might want as a future career. So there's this girl, uh, her name is Valentina and she's collabing with Lily Sadugi to do this like headband collab. So I ordered the headband and 50% of the profit goes back to this um, foundation where they pay for like living expenses for families who are dealing with childhood cancer. So I think it's worth it, um, but I know that one's sitting outside the door. See, it's kind of upsetting to me that like not all of it goes to the childhood cancer. I'm, I mean, I'm sure half of it like probably what goes to like whatever labor cost is involved in making the headbands. I think it's like the total price, 50% of it goes to them, not like minus materials and whatnot. I think that's oh. how it was worded. Okay, okay. And that's not, that's not bad. But like, don't claim it on your taxes as a charitable donation. No, I would <laughs> not do that. But it's a cute headband. And then I have this sticker order that I've been waiting a really long time for, um, that I'm excited to unbox. And I have been holding off on filming like a mega sticker haul video for this one to come in the mail. Um, and now that the final piece of the puzzle is here, I can finally unbox everything that I've been waiting on. Cause I have this pile. It's like an according to Ellie order, an MU's designs order, um, an LPTG creates order. I've got Archer and Olive in there. I got a sweatshirt off of Etsy. I know a lot of stuff has arrived in the mail over the course of the last week, but I was waiting on this larger sticker order to show up so that I could film things. Oh yeah, oh, I'll watch it. I'm excited. Oh, okay. Now, speaking of all of those small shops, do you wanna do like a small shop update and then we just sort of flawlessly integrate our uh, small business shout out of which it is your turn? So I have a release that's coming up in May. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has a release that's coming up in May. That's mm -hmm. typically how the sticker world runs. Everyone has a once a month release. Um, but mine's going to be on Friday the 6th at 2 p.m. Central Time. A Friday? So that, yeah, I'm, I'm moving over to Fridays. Oh my goodness. I have a meeting in the middle of Monday that makes it difficult to get everything like posted. Okay. And there's just something about having it at the end of the week where then I have the weekend as processing time to like mm. get all of the release date orders out the door um, yeah. by the following Monday. That's how I try to do it. Um, depending on how many orders I get. Like sometimes that's achievable, sometimes it's not. Um, but it's gonna be Friday the 6th at 2 p.m. Central Time. And I'm playing around with a lot of design options and I'm worried I'm getting a little too summery. I feel like I'm getting ahead of myself. Okay, so here's the thing. You know, you know my policy on this. It's like, I wanna have the stickers before I want them, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like I, you, you went, we're starting doing summary stuff. I know that we want to be starting to do summary stuff. I know that we're, we're going to go hard for pride in May because like for we're June. both members of that community. So we're like, yeah, <laughs> but, um, but your, your freaking suns and your waves are so freaking pretty. So that's like a collection. There's two other sheets in that there's like an abstract confetti kind of thing that's like geometric triangles that match the color palette so it's like not as overwhelming 
Um, and then there's one with like garlands of the suns and then some more like quotes that correspond. Um, so I'm still playing around with that. I love the color palette. And then other things that I'm working on, um, I'm revisiting some older designs and kind of building off of collections there. So the, the cocktails that I have in my shop are getting a cocktail quotes sheet that goes along with them. Mm. The daffodils are gonna join the like painterly collection with like the, the line art with the more abstract background. Um, and then there's some new stuff that I'm working on. I'm working on roller skates, hot air balloons. Oh, um, I wanted to do hot air balloons for so long. The shape is just so weird. It's difficult to, to nab that. I'm still figuring it out. So those are on the list. Um, I'm bringing some more neutrals from that like spring cleaning sheet over into this month to do like a floral design with that. Um, and then this idea struck me today, so I haven't started drawing, but I'm going to start doing state flowers. Right, so are you going to do every single state? Not in May. Well, yeah, no, that would be, that would be a lot. But I like, want to start by just doing like one state a month and then doing maybe their flower as one sheet and their state bird as another sheet. That's going to be a lot of birds. People love, like every time I post like, what, what do I need more of in my shop or what do you want to see? I always get like five or six people who are like birds. I want birds. And I'm like, you know, I also want birds. Birds is a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I will tell you, we do have another bird sheet coming in May. Oh, fabulous. It's already done. It's been done since March. It's, it's, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to do uh, tropical birds either, either in May or June, but. Oh, that's cute. I was asking Nick, what birds should I make this month? And this was before the state bird idea. And we've come to the conclusion that I want to do parrots, mm -hmm. kind of leaning into that summery theme as well. Um, but then for like the state flower, state bird stuff, I'm going to start with like my home state of Illinois. You know, only makes sense. So I have a lot of ideas out on the table that I'm like still sketching up, but we shall see by the time the release happens what actually makes it to sticker sheet form. Because mm -hmm. I have like, 20 30 like designs that I've started on my iPad that I'm like eh, I'm not gonna finish this now oh man see like I I have we have a list of like things whatever pops into our head that we're like oh we you know it'd be fun or like something that somebody requests so like someone requested that we do quotes from Monsters Inc well that's um, cute you could do like the doors with it well, it's because somebody else did the doors, and so they want quotes to match with those doors. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I love, like, being able to text you and, like, talk to all of the other business owners in our community and just be like, hey, uh -huh, I'm having problems with my clear sticker paper. What is happening? You know, things like that. And, like, I don't know. I, f I always feel like such a noob compared to y'all when it comes to like sticker shop stuff. And so it's so cool just to have a big community of supportive people who are like, oh yeah, just change your brush to this and drop the opacity. Like all the technical stuff. Like when I first started, I knew nothing about like digital drawing or anything like that. And I'm just like, I'm just going to try it out. I'm not even going to watch any tutorials. I'm just going to figure it out on my own. I need to watch tutorials. I, I, you're probably better off watching the tutorials than like struggling to figure it out yourself because that's what I did. But 
Um, I'm excited because like, as I had mentioned earlier, I'm taking fall semester off of school and I'm really gonna like focus in on the Etsy shop for a few months and see where that can go. And also just like get designs built up so that I have like stuff ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I want to do that while I'm like taking a break from school. I finally want to get that website set up. Mm-hmm. I gotta get the website set up. Like, honestly, you maybe might want to like hire someone to just help. It's not a matter of design. I have it all designed. It's the tech stuff that. Yeah, that's the part I was talking about. I gotta get a business person. So what about you? Tell me more about your your next release. I know it's off a little bit, but (laughs) let the people Um, know. Get ready to anticipate when the next MU's design launches. Well, there's an endangered species collab um, that myself and you and a whole bunch of other people are participating in where I think as far as I know it's just you draw like we'll have a sticker sheet of endangered species um because that's what May 20th is which is our launch date yes more details on the endangered species like collab to come but it's a bunch of sticker shops throughout the planner community and we're each like picking an endangered species to like interpret with our own art style mm-hmm. um, so you gotta shop from all the different shops they're not going to be available in like some bundle together somewhere mm-hmm. you gotta go to all the different shops and you can try out new sticker shops in this way because we'll all be kind of connected via this collab yeah and this was darby's idea i think it's mm-hmm. planet darby yeah it's planet darby like plan and then it and then darby <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean oh, that reminds me some people when they have like the plan it at the front of their name they're like okay hey planets i always want to have like a name for people who you know watch my stuff but the the best not not best is not the right word for it uh the only things we've come up with and by we I mean myself and Gil are ambassadors or (laughs) empanadas oh these are great ideas we should get like pins with these things on them I need merch are you gonna are you gonna make merch Gil told me that uh, if I ever do merch, it has to be a t-shirt and it has to have printed on it. It's diagonal, but it has to be diagonal. (laughs) And then of course we have the professionally planned uh, blanket and headband merch. Oh, you know it. Um, I, I, you know, I I don't want to admit how much thought I've put into this. And Nick, I think can take some of the credit for this, but like, he's like, why don't, your your handle is Caitlin Plans. Why don't you call them Caitlin Fans? And I'm like, that sounds like only fans. But um, no, that's, I like that's it. good. That's but I good. feel like I feel like my ego is so inflated to like even consider the idea that I might have fans. Like, oh, that's... that feels very like weird and like hierarchical. But you so do I, have fans. Yeah. I, I like to consider them more on the level of like friendships rather than that. But like, it is a catchy name. It, it is. It is a catchy name. I wish that there was like a good rhyme for Caitlin. Yeah. Um, I, I can't do. I can't do more tangents today. But in in high school, we had powder puff football. Um, yeah. For homecoming, and I like the the big draw was that you got to decorate a jersey, and each team had their own like theme. So it was like all, all the juniors played the seniors or whatever. And they were like, 
smaller teams within each grade level. Um, and part of this was picking out a name to go on the back of your jersey. And it could, it could be like a pun on your name or something like that. They had to be school appropriate, obviously, but nothing rhymed with Caitlin. So that always makes me think about like what, what your roller derby name would be, you know, things like that. I, okay, so my last, my, my last name is Mitchell for those of you who didn't know that. So it's pretty basic, like last name. Um, but I have no idea how I got away with my like Powerpuff football name, which was, um, it was go to, and then I, I lowercase the Mitch part. It was go to Mitch hell. <laughs> like, somehow that got okayed by the, by the admins. <laughs> um, and then this was also around the time that Pitch Perfect had come out in theater. So then my other one as like, I think a junior was Mitch Perfect or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cute. But you can't do anything with Caitlin. Yeah. All I can think of is Lateland, which is just, that's what I call you when you aren't here early. My perpetual state of being is, is Lateland. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just so many things we can do. I'm like, what is, where does Caitlin eat her food? On a Plateland. <laughs> there's all all of these possibilities but none of them are good ones no no they are not (laughs) but anyway uh so we we talked about the endangered species collab your your stuff is coming up on friday the 20th time pbd (laughs) um and we'll talk about this next next episode because it'll be a lot closer to your release then but yeah all the links are always down below in the show notes if you're interested in looking at either of our Etsy shops or social media handles, interested in becoming a Caitlin fan. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever mine is. An empanada. Are <laughs> we going empanada? <laughs> what was the first? Ambassador? Ambassador? I don't know. Ambassador. I don't like it. If you, if you have ever- ideas, let me know. If you ever get like a rep team though, you gotta call them ambassadors. No, see, we were gonna call them our muses. Oh, that's cute. I don't even have like a rep team title. What do you want your title to be? Um, head rep in charge. <laughs> What's the re- H-R-I-C? Well, cause it's like H-V-I-C, it's like head bitch in charge. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't need a title. You, you I, did, I did that. invent the uh, Claire's angles for her math reps. I was proud of that one. Like Charlie's angels, but yeah. Claire's angles. <laughs> yeah. Technically speaking, the far side did it first, but like that was 20 years ago. So out of out of the public mind, 20 years is so far away. And well, the thing is, is like 20, when I think of 20 years ago, I my think brain, of the 80s. Yeah, my brain goes to the 80s and I'm like, wait, no, it's the 2000s. I'm still in a perpetual state where it's still the year 2000. But while we're on the topic of Etsy shops, why don't you go into our small business shout out of the week? Drum roll, please. I don't know how that's going to translate to podcast audio. Maybe imagine the drum roll um so this week i have selected crafty planner queen her name is robin um but you might know her by her instagram handle which is crafty planner underscore queen and her etsy shop which is also called crafty planner queen offers a really great variety of 
digital download stickers. And I think they're so unique and they really match her planning style because her spreads always kind of like do this like junk journal collage kind of aesthetic where she's layering different elements and like putting like sticker dolls on top of like notebook paper on top of like stars. It's just so fun and eclectic and the stickers make that possible. So she does these like sticker sets where you can get like a printable sheet which has all of the collage elements you'll need. And then you can make a spread with them. They're really fun. Um, I recently planned with like her minimalist sticker doll girls and they're just so cute. See, Have I you got some from her? Yeah, I got some florals from her and they were just really bright and vibrant. And I like, I don't know, they just made me happy. And especially because since they're printables, you can print them on regular paper and glue them in or on sticker paper. And so I just, you know, printed them out popped them on my Cricut and we're like, we're in business. I have stickers that work for what I want immediately. Like digital downloads are where it's at. Such an underrated concept, digital downloads. Um, I don't think her files are like formatted with like a bleed margin on them. So you could like cut them right away, but it was really easy for me just to take the image that I downloaded if you're someone who's tech savvy, I put it in Procreate and just traced around them real fast. And then I was able to cut them like regular stickers. Otherwise, just print them out on a flat sheet of white sticker paper and cut with scissors. The forms aren't too complex where you need to like get into a bunch of different angles. So you can just kind of cut them however you see fit. Mm-hmm. See, I used the the Cricut's add bleed feature because it was just flowers. I'm like, it didn't, it wasn't a big deal, but you know, there, there was like some tie dye edges on them. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I like the white bleed on stickers. Is that weird? Like the weird, like tie dye bleed? No, the- no. Like, like I like matte white stickers way more than clear stickers. Cause I like having that white bleed. And they're nice because you don't have to like white out lines if you're covering up lines in your planner, which is such a pain. So I like, I like the matte white stickers and I think the color is a lot more vibrant on them anyway. Um, Yes, that is true. It's hard to get good color on clear sticker paper. And I often like in my own clear sticker printing, I find that like really dark expanses of color just don't print the way I want them to. They have like streaks in them or something like that. And my, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to like eliminate those designs from my shop. Like if I'm having trouble printing certain sticker sheets like on the clear, I'm just gonna get rid of the clear option. Yeah. It's not worth the hassle. Some print really well on clear sticker paper like the lighter pastel designs, but have you had any issues when you use your Cricut specifically on clear where like the little star wheels leave imprints on the paper? No, I haven't had any issues with that. Um, Man, it might just be me because clear paper is hard to work with. Like you have to let it dry like a like hundred percent of the way. Otherwise you can get smudging. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, last Saturday I was just, I was working and I kept having to like reprint sheets and like in one case, let it dry overnight in the hopes that it would not get messed up. And you're sure you didn't didn't print on the backside of the sticker paper again? Yes. I'm sure this time. (laughs) 
only had to do that three times to figure it out. I'm drinking on like a matte clear sticker paper. So mm -hmm. I feel like it dries a lot faster than if it were like a shiny, glossy, clear sticker paper. I feel like I prefer the matte clear to like a glossy clear. Yeah, we used to use glossy clear and it didn't seem like anyone really liked it. But then again, we had just started offering matte clear and not very many people want that either. So I don't know. I have a few of your, your glossy clear. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like my ideal clear sticker paper texture, but it, it did a good job for what it was. Yeah, that's fine. Do you want to transition to yeah. a new segment? Uh, our new segment. We kind of touched on this segment last week, but we're going to go questions from the audience. Mm -hmm. um, and that's going to be the main focus of today's episode. However far we're into this episode already. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> we're going to have to cut some stuff anyway, but we have a lot of different questions that we'd like to touch on um, today that people have submitted to us to respond to here live on air. Um, if you have a question for us, you can email us at professionallyplanned at gmail.com. It's in the show notes, or you can Instagram message one of us, preferably M, um, and uh, ask your question there. Or we try our best to like do the things in our Instagram stories where you can like use the question box to like ask your question and we'll have them all in one place, which is really nice. But I'm gonna let you pick your question first, pick from the list. Oh my yes. Okay, so I'm gonna pick Emily's, which is what is your favorite sticker sheet you've created? Well, that's a good question. You answer first while I think on this some more. Okay, so I, I, have, I, I have an answer and it's actually, it's the first sheet that I ever like really drew for our shop. Um, it's called Summer Blooms, I think. Um, and it's just like very like line art, mildly abstract uh, florals. And I don't know, I, every time, every time somebody orders it, it just makes me so proud because I'm like, that's the first time I ever drew something for our shop. Um, and like, you know, now, now I do a lot more for it in terms of lettering and stuff, but that's good. That's always, you know, my first. What about I, you? I've planned with that sticker sheet from your shop, the, the summer blooms or whatever. I've planned with it like three times now and I cannot get enough of that. The colors are perfection. I'm hoping that we can like make potentially make it in uh, rainbow for pride. Ooh, cute! Or like a uh, yes, yes for pride. But also, I would love a neutral version of it. Ah, okay, okay, okay. I think the one that I am most proud of, and it's hard because I feel like I'm picking between children here. Mm -hmm. Um. It's probably the one that I did for International Women's Day. It's called Wallflower. Yes. And that one took me probably the longest that I've ever spent on a sticker sheet. It took me like, so Procreate, which is the drawing program that I use, can track how long you've spent like working on any particular canvas. You can look at the statistics of it. Uh -huh. um, and I think it took me like six and a half hours of drawing to get that to happen. That seems really short. Most of mine take like three to four hours. 
because I'm just thinking about like the line art that you did in there. I feel like, like, I mean, that's talent, obviously, for you to be able to do it so fast. But whoa. it took so long. And to describe this, this girl power sheet, it's like line art faces, which I always stray away from faces because they're so difficult to draw. Um, but I did them in this like kind of one line style and they're a little bit minimalist. And then they have these like splotches behind them with color. And it's like five different faces that I spent so long working on. Um, but I'm looks like you. One of them looks like me because I think um, it was, well, it's in part based on a reference photo of my face. That's why um, I wanted to get the hair right. And then I freehanded the face and ended up looking like me. I think it's just the hair, but I love that sticker sheet. I spent so long working on it and it was for International Women's Day, but I intentionally designed it so that it could be something potentially used year round. Oh, our collab sheet also. Oh, I'm proud of that one too. We should do another collab. Yeah, I'm <laughs> down. The endangered species one is coming up, but we should do another collab. Okay, it's your turn. Pick a question. Okay, um, this one is coming from Brit. What are y'all's favorite pens? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes I have different pens for different days. Like I like a pilot juice is my go-to, but I grabbed some, uh, some Muji gel pens when I was in California, which I have been enjoying. They are a little bit like, they're a little juicier than the juice. <laughs> Juicy pens. Yeah. But also the, the zebra Sarasa dry. I'm a fan, especially cause I got it in, I, for whatever reason, I thought, oh, oh, five was too thick. Now I have it in oh, four. And I, I like it. I like that, that you can immediately just run your finger over it and there's no smudging. I wish, I wish my pens were like that. And maybe I should invest in one of those, but I'm a paper make flare pen till I die kind of person. Um, I just like the line thickness of it. And I like the way that it writes. I know that it gives a little bit of resistance when you're like writing with it. Something like a gel pen writes a little bit more fluidly, but mm -hmm. I like the paper make flares. I just like the way that they make my letters look. Um, although if I'm feeling like I really deserve a treat, the the Sharpie S gel is just like such, such a good time to write with. I would never write in my planners with it because it does ghost like crazy. Um, but if I'm like, working on Etsy orders and I like keep a running list next to me of like these are the sticker sheets that I need to like produce so that I can fulfill these orders um I'll use that to like do that or like check off sticker sheets on like invoices such a dream of a pen and I think I need to give the S gel another chance because the first time I tried it uh it was it was uh, a gift from from go wild and it just didn't really work it might have just been a dried up pen or something like that, but I was I was very underwhelmed. Mine took a minute to like warm up okay. in the beginning, but now it just writes wonderfully. Um, so I like those two. Pick another question. Yes. Okay. If you could go anywhere together, where would the two of you go? That's from Alicia. So we have to come to a conclusion together on this. Uh, all right, but you have to answer first. Pitch me. Okay, I'm pitching our, our vacation. Um, and I want to go somewhere where we can like plan. 
like while we're there maybe okay so maybe somewhere close enough for driving I'm thinking like an Airbnb like girls weekend kind of thing I'd love to like round up a bunch of like planner friends and do like not something on the scale of go wild because that like makes me nervous with all the people but like something smaller like cabin in like the mountains for the weekend yeah like in Knoxville maybe there's oh Knoxville's mountains I was thinking more like Colorado but yeah but yeah no like a little planner retreat that that is what I want definitely I want to I want to go to a cabin in the mountains I want to be able to curl up and read a book and maybe go Mm -hmm. in a hot tub yeah hot tub's nice or like a lake house kind of thing yeah something with a porch swing oh that sounds fun so like that's that's not like an idea or Disney World I knew you were gonna say Disney World I know (laughs) like I never considered myself to be like a big Disney buff like yeah I have some of the Disney stickers I never plan with them I'm not someone who goes to Disney World every year um number one because I just cannot afford that but like TikTok seems to know me better than I know myself and it seems to think that I'm like a Disney adult and I'm starting to like be like oh you're right maybe I am maybe I I think I might be a Disney adult like a little bit I might be a little bit but like the the yeah I'm not like dropping all my money on like season passes or whatever. No, no, we, we can't afford it. If, if we could, maybe we would, but what's your favorite park in Disney World? Epcot. Me too! Oh, well, let's go to Epcot. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, compared to the other ones, it seems like the most boring because like there aren't as many rides and I'm like, great, that means there aren't food. as many children. It's all about food and you can drink around the world. Yeah which like when I went there I was not as oh god that's gonna sound terrible I was like I'm not I was not as interested in drinking um yeah I was in like ninth grade or eighth grade so I was not (laughs) oh I was 22 but like but no yeah Epcot is the one that I went to the most and I didn't I didn't feel like I got to enjoy the you know going around the world part as much we spent a lot of time in the dome yeah I really liked the world part. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I watched like a mini documentary about the country pavilions that Disney invested money in or received money for from different governments, but never ended up constructing, which was really interesting. Huh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I watch a lot of really weird mini documentaries um and I know this does not answer your question um Alicia but I I watched this weird uh, maybe not weird this weird video last night about hermit crabs and I learned some fun facts that hermit crabs will exchange shells with each other when they feel like they're growing out of them they like arrange themselves into a line from biggest to smallest and then they like move up it's so weird but here's the thing what happens with the biggest one? Where oh, do they so, go? So they, the thing is that when a shell washes up on the beach, they all kind of size it up. And if they don't fit it, they wait nearby for someone that will fit the shell. And then they all kind of like size up. Okay. 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 Cause I was like, what about that big hermit crab who's wandering around naked? Like I saw naked hermit crabs in this video. It was so weird. It looked <laughs> so weird. I wonder if hermit, are hermit crabs an endangered species? <laughs> 
I have no idea. I don't think so. You can buy them at the pet store. So I would assume not. <laughs> okay, so we're, we're going to go in my, in my version of this, this question. We're going to go to Epcot. <laughs> okay, okay. So we just completely abandoned the cabin in the woods. We're just going to Epcot. That's my, I'm, I'm settling it there. That's what I would like. <laughs> Now you take your, your proposal. Oh, shoot. I forgot I had a turn. Yeah, you um, have to propose where we're going on vacation. Okay, here's what I propose. Um, we start by going to Epcot. Okay. We, get, we go for like a day, maybe two. May, okay. Maybe add a third to go see the Magic Kingdom. I want to see Magic Kingdom and I want to see Epcot, but those are the only two I want to do. Yeah, okay. And then... Um, I'm thinking we're in Florida already. Mm -hmm. We go to like Palm Beach or something like that. Get like a beachside Airbnb. We could hang out, play, plan in our planners, play on the beach. Hang out by the pool. Yeah. I think that that's a great idea here. Like hang out in the hammock. You want to go to Universal while we're in Florida? I've been to Universal before. I've been once. It's a lot. It is. Like, not not in terms of money. It's just, like, there's just a lot there. And it's... I don't know if I'd go again. I'm trying to remember what they even have at Universal. I know they have the Harry Potter stuff. Mm. Don't get me started on J.K. Rowling. I'm not a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not... I haven't read the books, so I don't even... Oh. That's, a, that's all I know about Universal is that they have the Harry Potter stuff there. She's a bad person. That's where I'm going to leave that. Uh, They have the Incredible Hulk roller coaster. They've got like Men in Black, Simpsons, Cat in the Hat. It's like a a hodgepodge. What about tornadoes? Am I remembering? It's like some disaster thing. It's based on some movie about a tornado. Twister. Yeah. Maybe. They Oh, they have a, a King Kong one. I remember that. And the mummy. The mummy, it shoots fire at you. That's terrifying. Yeah, and it's, it gets hot. Like, you feel it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I, I went once. It was the same trip where I went to Disney World and I was sick. Um, because, you know, when you're in a very warm climate, you should remember to eat and drink. Yes. Drink lots of water in the hot Florida sun. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, y'all should be drinking at least 64 ounces of water a day. Mm-hmm. Doctor's orders. That's what my kidney doctor told me. Okay, like, girl, you you need to cut down on Diet Coke and kidney stones. And by I, Diet Coke, I mean I Cherry Coke. Yeah, it's Cherry Coke. And I, I have cut back on it, but I wasn't drinking that much of it before. I had like maybe two a week. That's fair. That's less than Emma DeVries drinks like two Dr. Peppers a day. Yeah, I don't, like there are days where I don't drink soda. So I think I got that going for me. But okay, next question is my pick. Um, I'm going to go with Kayla's planner life. I assume this is Kayla. Um, How do you handle the expectations that come with social media as a content creator? I'm a very type A person, generally speaking. But when it comes to social media, I just... I don't care as much, I guess. So like, I'm not, what, what expectations are there? Like, you know, that you need to be perfect and you need to be like on all the time or. I mean, I think 
like expectations when I think of expectations for like social media content creators I'm thinking of like consistency like Mm. not dropping off the radar for several weeks at a time which I'm always tempted to do but I don't do it um and there are definitely expectations that I don't handle like again responding to the dms which I'm I try to get through as many of them as possible but the dms always elude me um I'm trying to think like what what expectations come with being a social media like content creator and yeah I I make content but like I feel like I'm not held to like as high of expectations as like someone who's like Instagram famous Mm -hmm. I think like I mean one thing that I think it is it's an expectation it's also an FTC requirement Mm -hmm. um is like if something is gifted to you or it is a paid partnership that you have to disclose that especially with like affiliate links and affiliate codes which a lot of people don't do they just say like use this code and you know you're you'll get 10% off but they don't tell you that that 10% actually goes to them yeah if it's an affiliate program you need to do that if you're like it's just a discount code and you're getting like you don't need to like write anything but for like affiliate codes you should be writing like affiliate link or whatever underneath Mm -hmm. it and you can do that in like really small letters but just so it's visible to people or like Mm -hmm. if you're sharing posts that have like products that were gifted to you um and like with the expectation that you're going to make that post in exchange for those products Mm -hmm. um instagram actually has it embedded in their app that you can do like a branded partnership um so you can like set it up that way um using the hashtag ad but it can't be buried in the rest of your hashtags it has to be like separated out well another thing is that we actually just talked about kind of was like you know partnership if if a brand sends you product which is basically just a fancy way for them saying that they like they sent you a planner or pens there are definitely some expectations there and like generally speaking for me I mean okay I don't I don't encounter this opportunity very often (laughs) but um they'll be like oh hey like we want to partner with you we'll send you this and maybe we'll give you money or something like that and generally speaking I will turn down the money and just take the product because I'm I want to be able to say whatever I want in the video Mm -hmm. Like if I hate, well, if I hate that product, I'm not going to talk about it. Like that's, I mean, there are some people who will just like take anything and talk about anything on their feed or channel, like whether or not they've actually used it and liked it. I'm selective about like what kind of brand partnership deals I take. And like you, I'm always hesitant to take deals that are like, we will give you this product and money to like run promos for us if I've never tried it before. If it's something that I've tried before and I like know that I can endorse said product like wholeheartedly, then I will take money and exchange for posts. Like um, I was offered product and uh, payment from Cricut to do a, a campaign mm-hmm. with them. And I've used Cricut for years now and I love their products. So I'm like, yeah, you can pay me. Um, but planners that like I haven't tried out before and I like would like to do an honest review of um, just the planner would be good. 
-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like this fine line of like not trashing on someone's like small business if they like send like, and I'm not talking like small, small businesses, but like if someone is like coming out with their first planner, it's a brand that has like a few thousand followers or whatever. And they're like, oh, you want to try this out for us? Like there's a fine line of like not trashing on their product, but like also acknowledging like these are the things that I like about it. And these are the things that like don't work for me or I don't like about it. So like that kind of honest review is always, I think, appreciated by many people. And this also made me think though about like there there's a difference between like an equitable partnership um and a brand or a company in you like that's because you know influencers which i don't consider myself to be um you know they they deserve to be paid for their work and so like oftentimes you know i will take payment in product and that's just my personal thing but like for example if if a brand is like okay we want you to post seven posts in exchange for this planner like that's not okay and like you can even think about it in terms of like a cost breakdown what does a planner cost like 35 dollars. so then seven posts how much would that kind of equate to per post five dollars a post yeah um and i'm not here to like shut down anyone who would make a social media post for five dollars like if that is like worth it for you if you're thinking that your social media posts are worth five dollars then go ahead accept the product but if you think of your social media posts as being worth like twenty dollars or forty dollars or up from there um then like kind of weighing out like those and don't be afraid to negotiate Mm -hmm. um if you have the grounds to negotiate and you can be like um i i would be willing to do two posts in exchange for this planner or something like that like if you feel that you have the ground to negotiate you can always turn around and make a different offer um but with the understanding that they might come back and be like no that's not going to work for us we're going to turn to someone else yeah yeah because like it, it it's all very individual right and there's there are some you know some set expectations but a lot of it varies you know so like how much i've never Oh, actually, that's not true. I have gotten money before to post about a planner. It was a digital planner. I don't remember the name. I also remember that I thought it was a scam for a while because they had not paid me. (laughs) And they paid me $30. And looking back, I realized I should have negotiated that a little more. And the first time that someone asked me, like, can you post about our product and we will pay you for it? I was like, are they, yeah, I was working with a company and they asked me to name my rate. And I'm like, well, what's my rate? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I Googled it. I'm like, what should my rate be? And I think it's like 10% of your. Or- the general rule of thumb that I've found is $10 for every thousand followers that you have. Yeah. So yeah. Have- so, so it's 1% of your followers yeah so if I have 10,000 followers I would be charging like a hundred dollars for like an in-feed post or something like that mm-hmm. and that's like a general rule of thumb and there's some wiggle room with that because brands are not interested solely in that number that shows up at the top of your Instagram page mm-hmm. but more so with the engagement of the community that you're in so if oh you have 5,000 followers but 
all 5,000 of them are liking your post and you're getting 5,000 likes on every post, you can charge more for that versus if you have 10,000 followers and you're getting a hundred likes on a post, which okay, that's where I'm at. Me. That's me. Um, <laughs> but like, like my engagement is shit. <laughs> my engagement has gone down so much lately. <laughs> I think it's a changing algorithm. It's the algorithm. It's always the algorithm. Um, so I think that's like another thing that comes along with being a social media content creator. Um, but I think it's one of the very rare opportunities where you're able to set your own expectations of what your followers can expect from you. Um, like when you go into like a corporate job, they have a very clear list of these are the expectations for your position that you're to uphold. But an address code. <laughs> an address code. But when you're like a content creator, you're the one who has to make, well, this is how often my followers should be expecting to like see new content from me or see new posts from me. Um, and people like consistency. So like if you're on YouTube, you can like say like, I will hold myself to like a minimum of two videos a week and you'll get two videos a week from me. And if it's more than that, it's more than that. But if it's less than that, I, I don't know. Um, so setting those kind of like expectations for yourself, but really tailoring them to the needs of your own life. Like I, I there are weeks where I'm like, I can't film YouTube videos this week. And I, I just, I go with it. But if it were a job and I were like working for some company and they're like, you need to be posting three YouTube videos a week, where are your YouTube videos? I would feel much more of an obligation to that. So it's, it's a little bit different for us because this is not our job. Yeah. You know, like you're in grad school and I mean, you're going to be doing your Etsy full time. And maybe when that happens, maybe you'll like, turn towards content creation a little more I don't know your life I don't know my life either but I'm like I work 40 hours a week <laughs> doing other stuff I don't have time for some of this like branding and yeah so I think it varies from person to person and again it's just like picking the expectations that you know you can hold yourself to um and really prioritizing what you want to get out of like having this platform um and setting the expectations accordingly Man, so i'm gonna hand the mic to you to pick the next question i just well i mean i got to the point like we just did we just did four questions how like how much uh, well no this next one this next one's good i i keep mentioning Lauren's topic that she submitted I think I, I keep saying I think that imposter syndrome is going to be it's a whole episode you want to put a pin in that for a oh yeah time? I'm like that is going to be we're going to talk about all of our trauma from <laughs> school and life um but yeah I'm going to ask you uh from Julia YouTube advice what you wish you did differently or any tips and tricks what I wish I did differently. Um, and I think I'm coming from like a position where I recently rewatched a few of my older videos and was like, oh, wow, how did I not realize these, these like mistakes, if you could call them mistakes. Um, the first like thing that I wish I had mastered from the get go is managing the volume of my videos. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I talk kind of quietly or if you're far enough away from the, the microphone, it scales it down. So I 
only started like in the last year or so manually scaling up my audio when I'm like editing them and I edit in iMovie on my iPad. 400% audio. I'm at like 330% audio. So I need to like amplify my voice. But then I realized that the music on the intro is way too loud. So then I have to scale that down to like 30%. So it's finding the balance of where the the audio sits right so it's not like super loud intro and then really quiet talking or like really quiet intro and then you turn the volume all the way up and then the voice is like like really loud no so do you think that, you need the music or like an intro for a youtube video i don't think so um when i first started doing youtube and i guess this is another like what i wish i did differently i started off every video like with like the full like um camera setup where I was like sitting in front of the camera and you saw my face and I'm like and this is what I'm going to be planning with today and this is my planner and then it cuts to like scene of my hands so it was an intro like that and I quickly began getting tired of that because it was just so much effort where I'm like I gotta put makeup on I gotta like set up and like do this um and I was filming like a couple intros at a time and then I would like swap my sweater in between shots so it looked like I filmed it on a different day and I just didn't like that. So I switched it to like a little video intro thing. And I think um, I personally like it when YouTube videos have like some kind of little like intro sequence because it just kind of like catches my attention or like it sticks in my mind. Like this is the Caitlin Plans music or this is the mm-hmm. whatever music. The According to Allie music before she changed it is like stuck in my brain at all times. Yours, I, I I forget until it starts and then I start singing with it. Yeah, it's in my head, I, I know, like I can tell like you, there's there's a few different planner YouTubers who I know their music now. And I'm like, oh, that's the planning with Bumble music or that's the plan with Elise music. Like I know the, I know the music. So it kind of helps with the branding overall. Um, but it's not a necessity, but when you're doing that, and this is another tip or trick or thing you wish you did differently, making sure that your music doesn't have copyrights on it. Mm. YouTube has an audio library that you can use from that has copyright free music. Um, because if you use just random music off of the internet, which I wasn't doing this, I was using copyright free music, but if you're using random music that has like copyrights on it, they can copyright claim your video and if you're making money on the video then you don't get any of the earnings it goes to the person who owns the 30 second clip of music that you're using at the beginning or whatever um and then there's strikes against your account if you use like copyrighted content so making sure that everything you're using is within your like right to use and that comes to like if you're clipping like different things into your video or if you're using music all of those things so paying attention to that as well I would say my biggest advice is just making thumbnails, like anything, (laughs) anything that's not just like a weird video that you turned into a photo of your hands with an empty like page. And you can use like, there's a free app app, um, and, and website called Canva. It's super Mm -hmm. easy. That's basically, that's where like most everyone makes theirs as far as I can tell because they have they even have templates that you can use um and it can it makes it more likely for you to click on it but like I don't I'm not a YouTube pro at all (laughs) help 
I agree with you on the on the temp or the thumbnails though. And I use a Canva template for mine. I use the same one over and over again, same font, same color in the background. And I think again, it helps with the branding. So you see the thumbnail in the sidebar and you're like, oh, video from Caitlin Plans or whatever. And I, I use the pictures that I take for my Instagram of the finished spread in those thumbnails mm-hmm. so that there's some continuity there. So if I like post a, a picture on Instagram and someone's like, wow, I really like that. Wonder how they made it. Um, they can go over to my YouTube channel and just click the video with the same picture on it. Mm-hmm. So it kind of matches up in that way. And it's a lot more visually appealing than the auto-generated thumbnails, which are just like screenshots of your video um, at like moments that it thinks it's significant, but it's really just your hands. Um, so it looks a little weird. So highly recommend putting some effort into YouTube thumbnails. Um titling your videos with descriptive words. Um, Things like if you're using a specific sticker book or a specific brand, it's helpful to have that in the title. Um, Even something as generic as just like labeling it plan with me in the title will make sure that it comes up in search results for planner videos. Um, You might want to include what planner you're using if you're using a specific brand or what layout you're using just those kind of things. It helps with like search engine optimization and can really help your viewers find what they're looking for. Also definitely cross promote. So like on your Instagram, promote your YouTube videos, like your plan with me's and on your YouTube, promote your Instagram. Yeah. It's all about building a social media brand and kind of linking everything together. Oh, and also just upload videos that that should be obvious but like it's it's very difficult to grow uh on youtube if you don't upload as as i've noticed and it's about consistency because like if there like even if i go a week without posting a video i notice like a sharp drop off in like how much youtube is recommending my channel to people mm-hmm. so keeping it consistent posting that that content that are things that you would want to watch if you tuned into YouTube. Um, I always think like the best videos are like the best videos that I feel like I'm making are the ones that I would like want to see from someone else. Like if I turn on YouTube, like trying to make the content that I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Are there any days that are better than others for posting? Do you know? I don't actually know. Um, and in my like little analytics tracker on YouTube, it like shows me the hours that my viewers are most active. It shows me like a timeline of the week and it has like certain areas highlighted, but it says right underneath it, there's like a disclaimer. It's like not shown to improve like views in the long run. Like if you post in these ranges. So it doesn't really do anything for you. If someone's going to watch your video, they're going to watch your video. If they're, It doesn't matter like what time you're posting it. And I think YouTube is kind of specific in that way, like Instagram and like TikTok, it really matters when you post content, but YouTube, you can kind of post it at any time and people will see it when they see it. I really need to work on my YouTube. I'm trying to hit a thousand by the end of the year. I was also trying to do that last year. That's like the big milestone on YouTube because then you can start monetizing your videos. And I think that's what I, like, 
if I have any like uh, annoyance with YouTube, it's the fact that you have to wait until you have a thousand YouTube subscribers to like make money off of the content you're posting there. But they'll put videos on your ad or they'll put ads on your videos before you hit hit that like ability to monetize. And they only put them on like videos that they like think this is this is deemed worthy of monetization. So I'm like, well, then why am I not getting paid for it? If you <laughs> deem my video worthy of monetization, why am I not making the money? <laughs> Admittedly, because then you'd have bots posting like things that they think will go viral. And then, you know. Yeah, that's fair. If one million bots each make one dollar. Ugh, YouTube. It's like a completely different playing field than Instagram. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I like posting YouTube videos. And I guess other YouTube advice that like I'd like to offer is that don't don't start up YouTube if you're looking to get paid right away. It's a long, long game. Um, took me over a year to get my channel monetized. And I can even tell you how much I'm making on my channel now that I'm monetized. Oh, and do it. I'm interested. You in want to hear how much I'm making on YouTube? One minute. $300 <laughs> a month. No. Um, so let me just pull this up real fast. So I have 1,300 subscribers on YouTube. My videos kind of average about 150 views a piece. I try to post videos um, three times a week. So give or take however many that adds up to, you know? I, I spaced you out a little bit. I was like 12. I, I, I tried to post like 12, 12 videos in a month. Um, so this month, which is ongoing April, I have made $35 which is actually very well, very good because last month in March, I made $25. Yeah, it does not pay out very well. No, although that, that's why so many people do like sponsorships and things like that, because then in addition to what they get, they also get, let's say like $1,000 from HelloFresh. Oh yeah, HelloFresh is like the big YouTube advertiser. So YouTube does not pay, like, even in December, where I was posting videos every single day in December, I made $120, and I was really impressed by that. Well, so I'm pretty sure there was, so originally they started doing, like, Vlogmas and Planmas because the uh, the CPM, which is basically how much money you make per, like, a 1,000 or a 100 views, was higher in December, and then they changed it. <sighs> I think it's like highest in November now. In November, I made $39. But it also depends on the ads that they put on your videos because they're, yeah, you know, they have a targeted audience they want to get to. So like sometimes if you get finance ads, those will pay more. This is all things I've learned from watching other people because I don't have, I'm not monetized on there. Mm -hmm. But it, it's so weird. Well, is and it? I I feel like it's important to mention that I don't pick the ads that go on my videos. Yeah, yeah, you, YouTube does. YouTube picks the ads based on your viewing history, like as a viewer, like other videos that you've watched, mm -hmm. um, other sites that you've visited because YouTube is owned by Google. So they know the things. Um, and, and sometimes they take into account like what kind of video it is that you're like watching. So if it's like a budgeting video, they might put finance ads on that. Um, but 
YouTube picks the ads based on you as viewer, not me as content creator. It's just so weird. Like the difference between how YouTube pays for their views and how Instagram pays, which admittedly, no one understands how the Instagram one actually works. How much money you make from that is just super weird and like unpredictable. Yeah. Because like, you know, two different reels that have the same number of views on Instagram will make different amounts of money. Also, they don't have this Reels partner program or whatever available to everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's not even like a, you need to have a certain subscriber Uh or follower count. Cause like there are people who have more than us who do not have it. The algorithm reaches out to you and selects you as like a content creator who's worthy of being in their Reels bonus program. And it starts out like it pays out really well in the beginning, like for the first two videos that you post every month. Like I'm talking like 20, 30, $40 for a single reel. And now I'm at the point in the month where I'm lucky to get like 12 cents for a video that has like 3000 views. Mm-hmm. I think so like for, for reference, I think last month I made $280 from reels. This month I have a hundred dollars yeah I'm somewhere in that range too oh and they the they have different pay scales for different creators yes which doesn't also does not make sense like the max earnings that you can make differs from creator to creator like I think the max I can make in one month is eight hundred dollars and what what's yours at mine is twelve hundred yeah which it doesn't make sense because like you generally make more reels have that are more watched and have more followers. I don't know what Instagram's doing. Um, I don't think Instagram knows what Instagram's doing. Yeah. Well, I think we've answered a good amount of audience questions for today. Oh yeah. No, I want to ask you, what is your happy this week? Yeah, let's wrap things up. Um, I am excited to see my boyfriend who I haven't seen in a while. So I'm up here at his apartment right now and he has pizza waiting for me in the other room. Which I was going to ask, I was like, have you eaten? No, not yet. I'm excited for my potato pizza. Oh, is it from that uh, ma- mellow mushroom, mad mushroom? One no, it's, it's called Ian's. Ian's. I think most of their locations are in Wisconsin. Uh, okay. But they make a cheesy potato pizza that I love. Does it have bacon We're, on it too? What was that? Does it have bacon on it too? No, it does not. It's a, it's a vegetarian option. Um, oh, wait, are you vegetarian? No, I'm not. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but but it's, it's one of their, their vegetarian options. It's like an Asiago cheese and like a, some kind of herb and then potato. It's really good. No, it sounds delicious. But I think Mellow Mushroom, I think is, yeah, that, that's the, that's a pizza chain. Um, but they used to make a baked potato pizza there that was like really, really good. I don't think it's on their menu anymore though. I just love all of my starches in one place. I've in always my said, belly. I've, already, I've always said my favorite food group is tan foods. Everything is the same color. <laughs> Mine is orange foods. I don't know why, but it's like, like buffalo, uh, like buffalo chicken, that color. That's, <laughs> 
it, it's weird because I'll be like that mac and cheese and carrots like all orange one meal my so my happy is going to be eating that pizza we're going to watch a movie I think I agreed to Anchorman um which it's fine I really uh, we can get into this in a later episode like there's a group of actors that I absolutely cannot stand and Will Ferrell is in that cluster oh yeah interesting yeah so there there's some actors that I just don't like um but we're gonna watch a movie and eat our pizza and I'm excited to work on my May designs. Like I'm so enthusiastic about this collection and it's going to be small because finals week is like Mm -hmm. finals period goes through May. So May is going to be rough in the beginning for me. So I'm like, I'm going to keep it small, but mighty with the designs. But what I have created so far, I'm very proud of. I'm proud of it too. What I've seen looks amazing, seriously. Thank y'all. And for those of you listening to this, I do have a sneak peek of one of the sticker sheets up on my YouTube channel and my Instagram. Um, I did a plan with me with one of my May designs before anyone else could ever have it. (laughs) 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 What's, what's your happy for the week? I think, I think my happy for like, you know, the things to come. Um, Gil and I have discussed going to brunch tomorrow at a new place. Great idea. Yeah, it's at like a like a Russian deli sort of thing, which I'm excited about. That sounds good. Yeah, I'm very, very, very jazzed about that. And then I think, I don't know, I'm I'm really excited to sort of get to a little more work on our May design as well. Because I think, I was texting you about this, how I was having like an existential crisis. <laughs> like, Should I close our shop? Um and I think we're just going to get back to our roots of making stickers that we want to make. And, you know, if y'all like them, that's cool. If you don't, okay. <laughs> the best stickers are the ones that you make for, like, your own planner. Like, there are sticker designs in my shop that are not great selling sticker designs, but I love them because they're things that I want to plan with. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the geese. Yeah. Hey, the geese, the geese have been doing well. I've seen a few geese spreads, um, but well, I think if you don't have anything else to say, I think we can call it here. I think I'm good. Let's call it. You fucking this. This has been professionally planned with Caitlin and M. Yes. Yes.